Hey everyone, welcome to the Hothead Show. I'm your host, Brandon Fribley. Joined with lifelong friend Storm and the man with no cam cool. Hey. Bring you uh, sport news from the NFL today. Um, you can catch our show every Tuesday and Thursday now. Switch from Friday to Thursday starting this Thursday uh, at 7.15. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. And then obviously watch us live on Twitch. So, uh... Free agency started. There's a lot to talk about. Um, not free agency hasn't started, but the off season in the NFL has definitely started. So a uh, lot to discuss. We're going to dive into this. So I'm going to start it with Kyle Long, unretired, the longtime Chicago Bear. Uh, played offensive tackle for him. Uh, played guard most recently. Got three Pro Bowl nods as a guard. Uh, graded in the 75, 76, and 77 with PFF. Um, his healthy years, last couple years, he got some injury problems, which led to him to retire. Took the year off, worked for CBS, got freaking shredded, by the way. Uh, decided to come out of retirement as an unrestricted free agent. Um, he's 32 years old. He's not that old. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens and how well he can play coming back uh, from injury. Just a quick little side note. Uh, but So we're going to get into it with uh, the Patri- uh, with the trade. Uh, the Patriots uh, traded uh, for Trent Brown. Uh, the Patriots are sending a 2022 fifth-round pick to the Raiders in exchange for Trent Brown and a 2022 seventh-round pick. Trent Brown also agreed to restruct his contract to a one-year deal worth up to $11 million. I don't have guarantees yet. I don't know if they're released, but regardless, um, great deal for Bill. Um, it seems like that's kind of what Bill does. Um, he got a guy... A starting tackle that played for him in 2018, uh, and all he did was switch a fifth or seventh to get him. Um, so we can go into this a little bit. Um, so cool going into this. You just it, it's no risk scenario here. You go from a fifth to a seventh for a guy who's going to start this year, right? Yeah, pretty cheaply. Uh, he got a big contract from the Raiders leaving. New England, from the way he played for him the first time, this is classic Belichick. Storm? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a great deal for New England. I mean, uh, bolstering up an offensive line that already played pretty well last year. Um, that surprise pick Owenu, on Wenu or whoever they drafted yeah. in last year's draft ended up being really good. Uh, they're going to let Joe Tooney walk in free agency, so... Um, I mean, fill him in with Onwenu, bring in Brown. The line will be all right. They have a lot of other holes that they need to address, but a good move for them for sure. Yeah, you're going to let uh, Onwenu played everywhere on that offensive line. Um, it looked mm-hmm. like he was most comfortable in that guard position. So like Storm said, expect him to take over for that Tooney spot and Trent Brown to slide over to that right tackle spot. He played a little bit. Um, so, yeah, it, it works. Uh, but speaking of tags, we're going to get into these tags. Um there were some surprises, some not. Uh, we're just going to kind of go through this line I made. Uh, so the Bears tagged A-Rob. Um, this was kind of back and forth. Uh, were they going to? Were they going to let him walk because of where they're at? They ultimately decided to tag him. Uh, the tag's going to be $18 million. Um, that's big money, $18 million, when the top guy, Amari Cooper, is getting $20 million. Um, but in my opinion... I think A-Rob is a top-five receiver. The only – he's had Blake Bortles, Nick Foles, and Mitch throwing him the ball, um, whose all PFF grades have been below 65. 
and he's still been able to put up good numbers. I'd be curious to see what he could put up with a good quarterback. Um, for the Bears to spend $18 million with no quarterback other than Nick Foles is kind of appalling. You would think you'd want to figure out that quarterback situation before dropping $18 million on a wideout. What do you think, Storm? I think he's just too good to let him walk away. Um, I mean, that's pretty much the gist of it all. Like, it, it'd be hard to watch him walk away when you know how valuable he can be, uh, especially like people were talking about him maybe going back to Jacksonville or maybe being opposite of Terry McLaurin for the football team or something like that. Like, he's definitely a quality player. I don't know about a top five receiver, but uh, he's a wide receiver one for sure. So I think you just can't let the value get away from you. And that's they were like, all right, well, we'll give him the bag. I mean, hopefully that gives a target to whoever they bring in to play quarterback. We'll see what they plan on doing with that. Nobody really knows. Uh, they're probably just praying that Mac Jones is there at their pick, I would think. We get to dive into some of them scenarios on Friday. But, uh, cool. what do you think about the Allen Robinson tag? I mean, other than him and uh... – a rookie receiver whose name's escapes me. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Um. Fourth round, fifth round steal. They didn't really have. They don't really have much. By the way, of offensive talent other than those guys. Me. It was kind of necessary, but you're also kind of just wasting the money because they don't have any. Because <laughs> they they're not going nowhere. No. The team is just. I don't know. I, I'm kind of more leaning toward this team is bad, not a quarterback away. So, uh, yeah, I could agree with that. Um, getting older here, uh, two years ago they probably would have been ready, but uh, lose they don't piece. even have like a good line. No, you know what I mean like lack of weapons, lack of a quarterback. I feel where you're coming from. The team is definitely trending in the wrong direction. The Probably see a new regime in there next year as well. Yeah, they're all going to get fired. Uh, so moving on, Carolina. We talked about this last week. Not going to go into this much. Uh, there were reports Carolina was going to use their tag on Taylor Moten. They did. Uh, that tag is going to be worth $13.6 Kind of pricey for him. I think you could sign him to a contract for less than that yearly. Don't know why you don't do that, but they went with the tag here, paying him $13.6 to be their right tackle. Don't forget the tags don't set in and become their actual contract until July until like 15th. June. Okay. Yeah. July fifteenth. Yeah. So they have plenty of time to rework. Yeah. So as Cool was saying, if if you don't know, so even though these tags are in place, you have until July fifteenth to uh, get a deal done before that tag takes place. Once July fifteenth happens, there is no more contract. They will play under that tag. Um, so there is time uh, for contracts to get reworked, and that may be what we're seeing here from Taylor. Um, like Cool was saying, but is there anything else you want to add to that, Cool? I think signing? technically, uh, not really, but technically I don't think they have to sign it. Didn't Le'Veon Bell just sit out? Yeah, you don't have it's to sign It's not the same tag. thing. Yeah, it's not the same thing as, like, not playing and then getting fined. Correct. Like, there's no, you don't uh, have there's to no sign, penalty. You don't have to sign the franchise tender. Um, 
you can choose not to sign the tender and then but if you choose not to sign that tender and the team doesn't release your rights you just don't play that year we saw it with Le'Veon didn't exactly work out for Le'Veon I'm pretty sure he did that again yeah I'm pretty sure they could have tagged him again if they wanted to yeah you could tag. yeah but then you're you're is it the, the second tag, tag number is, then yeah it's the yeah. I would think it would still get bumped up like and you're looking at paying him 120 percent of last year's like so the numbers just get so crazy to a point that you get forced into letting them walk or giving well, them a long-term deal and, to satisfy them. and that brings us into a great note so right from there we're gonna get into brandon sharif who got tagged again second year in a row he got tagged 20 percent increase to what storm was saying uh so how the tag works is you get top five pay for that position and then if you're for your first day. An average, right? Yeah, an average, average of the, the top, top five. five paid. Um, and then if you get tagged a second year, it's a 20% increase on that, making you the highest paid guy in your position, which is now what Brandon Sharif is as the guard. Um, he didn't want to sign an extension. There was no talks for the extension, but Washington is a good play. They don't want to let him go, so they hit him with the tag for year two. Um, and he is now making $18.03 million this year. That is a steep price for a guard. Hey, uh, Brandon Sharif is a top five guard. To be fair, is that the highest paid lineman? Ah, uh, Lane Johnson's up there. I don't. It's got to be close. It's got to be up even there. if it's not. And this is a guard. All right, not saying yeah. guards aren't important, right. but when we're talking right. left tackle, um, usually guards don't come close. Um, it's think... probably got to be the highest paid in the hunt. Left tackle. Oh, well, yeah. I know you just said Lane Johnson. So David Bakhtiari is the highest paid. I'm sure it's David and then the Ravens left tackle. Um, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Ronnie Stanley Ronnie did get Stanley. a bag last I'm year. I'm sure those are the two highest. Bakhtiari's making $23 million a year. As a left tackle, probably the best in the league, and we have a guard making 18 No doubt. No, not trying to say anything. Brandon Sharif is a top five guard, but that's fat money for a guard. For, once again, a team who has no idea who their quarterback's going to be. Only guy under contract is only guy under uh, contract <laughs> is uh, only guy under contract for a quarterback is Taylor Hanicki. They gave him a nice thank you contract for being our quarterback in the playoffs. Not really yeah. a guy you want to see uh, take your field at week one, but a feel good story. And the fans want. What do you to mean? That's the their quarterback of the future. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, Brandon Sharif, uh, let's get into this. First first thoughts here, Storm. Uh, I feel like there's not much to talk about. Uh, yeah. He is a top five guard. Uh, I feel like there's not much dispute in that. Um, if he doesn't want to stay around long term, you force his hand, you give him the franchise tag and a buttload of money, and you keep him coming back. Hopefully you compete next year and he wants to sign long term. Otherwise... You watch him walk after next season because you can't franchise tag him three times because the money would just be too crazy. And her only be one hundred and forty-four percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it would be get way too wild. And her only be twenty-nine years old next year, so still got yeah plenty of fuel offer him a four-year deal worth eighty-something million dollars. Normal guard pay. He'll be on his way. Uh (laughs) cool. Anything you want to add to Brandon Sharif? Yeah. Uh, you had said that there was no attempt to re-sign him. Was that on, like, he didn't want to have the contract talks or just? Correct. Washington wanted to bring him to a table. He wasn't going to the table. 
once you're tagged one time, I feel like you're already burning bridges. He, you know what I mean? Like he was expecting yeah. his contract last year, and well, Buddy's got to take a hit. Probably just fed up with him. This Washington's got to take a hit. Yeah, this actually started not this all season, the all season prior. Washington wanted a contract. He said no. He wants to go to free agency. They tag him. There was no going to the table. He didn't want to play for you last year. You forced his hand. Now you're forcing him again. That bridge is burnt. You're pretty much just forcing this guy to be somewhere he don't want to be. Um, depending on his ha happiness level, this might be a tag and trade scenario here. Um, maybe to move on. I don't think you let him walk for free. No. I don't. I don't think you'd let any of these guys walk for free. This Brandon Sharif is potentially a move up in the draft or Mac Jones piece potentially. Um, <laughs> So moving on from there, we're going to the Jets. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. We all saw this coming. Uh, the Jets tagged Marcus May. Listen, you hire Robert Sala, defensive-minded coach. Marcus May is best defensive player on the field. Maybe C.J. Mosley coming back, maybe not. Uh, but Marcus May was a defensive leader last year. He played every single snap, played very well for a terrible team. You tagged him for $10.5 million. The Jets got the money to blow. Best guy on the team, best guy on the defense, defensive leader. This is a no-brainer. Um, they are on talks to the contract. He wants to stay. They want him to stay. So expect this to come out with the contract. But for the time being, he is tagged. Um, no-brainer here. Uh, Cole, anything to add? No. Storm? No. I mean, you traded Jamal Adams, Marcus May, definitely the best player they had on the field last year. So, yeah, bring him back. Try to work something out long term. Um, see what happens. But, yeah, like you said, they got a lot of money. So, no reason to let him walk. So, moving on to the Broncos, the Justin Simmons tag we previously talked about. Uh, we're not really going to go into too much again. There is a price tag. Marcus May is listed as free safety. Justin Simmons listed as strong safety. So, you see his tag is a little more. Uh, Marcus May is 10.5. Justin Simmons is 13.73. And that is that's more than a little more. That's more than a I little think. more. Is this the second year Simmons has been tagged? Oh, yeah, that's true. That it, is true. It is his second year in the Jamal Adams contract extension bumped up that strong safety uh, revenue. So <laughs> that helps him as well. We talked about So not going to go into. And this, um, I don't want to say a shocking tag, but I'll say a tag none of us really kind of, we all kind of saw him going in free agency. And that's the Bucks tag to Chris Godwin. Um no shame in tagging him. I understand the tag. Um, it's a fat tag, especially when you're paying Mike Evans. Um, $16.5 million for Chris Godwin, who um, had his ups and downs, struggled with drops, still is younger. You're hoping he can come into more. Was he hurt, too? Yeah, he played with a thumb injury. Uh, probably uh, didn't help with the drops. But that is a fat bag, $16.5 million for Chris Godwin at 24 years old. Um, Storm, Tampa Bay, TB12, got his got one of his guys back for his bag. What do you think? I mean, franchising Shaq Barrett would have costed you more. So That is true. I think that's what they're looking at here. Uh, trying to Devontae keep the team. David was probably less. Yeah, they, they ended up working his deal out or whatever yeah. in time. So they were like, well, we ought to use it on somebody cheap keep the team as competitive as possible while Tom's there. Well, since we're talking uh, about Tampa Bay, we're going to bring that up. Uh, Levante David um, was not tagged. They ended up getting a contract done shortly after the trade deadline. Um, he uh, 
He signed a two-year, $25 million contract, $20 million guaranteed, uh, $10 million a year. They expected him to get more in the market. He said, screw that, I'm coming back to Tampa Bay. I'm playing for Tom for two years, $10 million a pop. Uh, can get up to 12.5 a season. That's a pretty good deal. So out of the three biggest free agents they had, and David, Barrett, and Godwin, they got two back. Um, so they're looking to reload and give this another run. I think the Browns would have played Levante David that and then some. Oh, yeah. They said he would have got more than that on the open market. He took the Tampa Bay discount. Smart play out of him, I think. I mean, they're going to be right back in contention next year. So uh, lock it up. Him and Devin White are probably the best duo in the league right now. So, I mean, in terms for him, why go anywhere? Especially that money's untaxed going right into the bank account. Yeah. Well, and it's not like he signed a very small contract. He still is making right. 10 point, yeah, 20 10, million guaranteed. Is he's still making 10 million a year. Um, so he took a discount, but he's, he's still getting paid. Um, yeah. So moving on, uh, this one would be with you, Cole. The Jaguars tagged Cam Robinson. Not necessarily surprised. Um, he was, he was the rookie they drafted. His best year was definitely his rookie year um, when he rode block for Leonard Fournette's 1,000-yard season. His tag is only $14.5 million, um, and that is a left tackle tag um, with Brandon Sharif once again making 18.03. So you got a starting left tackle for $4 million less than what a guard got tagged for. What do you think about that, Cole? I feel like this came out of necessity. I don't necessarily think the player was worth it. But it just shows the premium at the position. Um, so going on here, we got the Saints. Um, Saints who have the worst cap in the league with the negative 73 million. That surprised me. Uh, me as well. Uh, I'm going to give this to Storm because he had a good point about this. But the Saints tag Marcus Williams. Saints 73 million under cap. Uh, his tag is 10.5. Is that is a safety rate? Same as Marcus May. Uh, so Storm. Uh, you were talking about why the Saints tagged him. Go ahead. I mean, that's the only way you can keep players is uh, you ha- you're allowed to go over the salary cap in order to franchise tag somebody to keep them in town. So, I mean, you got to throw it out there to somebody. You're in cap hell regardless. So, I mean, might as well try to keep the young man around. Looks like they're going to try to make some other moves in their secondary, possibly trade Lattimore. Um I mean, he's a quality player. I think he could be a part of your future. So try to keep him around. Maybe you can extend something long-term next year um, because there's going to be a lot of cuts coming up for the Saints here shortly. So do what you got to do there. So going from there, Dak Prescott's name was not listed as the tag, but he was tagged um, as a precaution for Dallas because they didn't know – the contract, so Dak, let's start with this. Dak in, did agree to a contract. It's a four-year, $160 million contract, $126 million guaranteed is the record, um, shattered Kirk Cousins guaranteed, and then um, he is getting $75 million over the first year with another record $66 million bonus, signing bonus. So Dak secured his bag of $75 million over the year, Um Dak and Dallas are going back and forth. Dak's all like, look, I want $31 million a year. That's what I want, guaranteed, and I want incentives on top of that. Uh, Jerry said, look, 
meet us halfway. We're giving you the thirty-one million with incentives. That didn't happen. That uh, Jerry Jones ended up caving to Dak. Um, I think it was a smart move. I think you want to keep Dak. Um, I think he's shown who he is and what he can be. Kind of sucks he's doing it off of injury. Um, but so going back into that, Dallas did tag him as a precaution because that is obviously agreed through to his agent. You still got to get Dak in town to sign the contract before the deadline. So they tagged him just in case he wasn't didn't make it in time to sign the contract. And since he is tagged and then the contract will be signed, he is not allowed to be tagged again. So in four years, we will not have another Dak situation. He will either get another contract or he will be a free agent at 30 years old. Storm, Dallas Cowboys, what do you think? Yep. Uh, I think it's a good deal all around, to be honest. Uh, obviously, it's really good for Dak. He believed in himself, uh, held out for the best option possible, and eventually they had to come to it. Um, for the Cowboys, it's actually pretty good. I mean, they can get out of it after – a year three years like there's multiple outs to this contract uh so i don't see that happening i see dak being in dallas for the entirety of it but uh good for him no trade clause no tag at the end of it um get all your money hopefully you get re-signed uh but that'll be when the new tv agreement goes through so he'll be up for another huge contract when that time comes around um there's a lot of speculation. They're saying that uh, Jerry is kind of projecting what he thinks the new TV exclusivity deals are going to be and how much money is going to come along with that and that uh, they can afford to pay Dak that much. So it actually saves them like $15 million on the cap this year uh, to go out and address the defense. Um, so all around, I think, good for Dallas. So um... – yeah, his contract will be up again when he is 30, and that's when they say QB's in their prime with the new TV deal. So this probably won't be the biggest contract Dak signs if his play continues to be where it's at. But like Storm said, this saves them some money. If they would have tagged him, it would have been 37.7 on the books this year. It ends up only being $31 million on the books, and then they spread it out. They added two void years at the end. So it's technically a six year, but it's a void. So they were able to spread that money out a little yeah, more. He's only like a twenty million dollar cap yeah, hit with the void years at the instead end. Instead of yeah. Uh, so they did it both. Uh, cool. Dak Prescott finally signed the contract. What do you want? Just what do you want to add to that? From what I see, uh, the TV money is being negotiated this year. Like, I already have a deal with. Uh, Disney, which is ESPN, Monday Night Football. They're waiting for the deals with the other companies. It'd be uh, NBC, CBS, and Fox. They said... <laughs> well, Fox, of... Fox will be part of the Disney. Disney does own Fox. So that'll knock two out with one stone. Okay. Um, Monopoly. That's weird that uh, ESPN and Fox Sports are owned by the same company. Yeah, right. But uh, they said there was some speculation, how true of it. Because Jerry came down and sat to the table was like, yeah, give him whatever he wants because he's seen that the, <laughs> that the TV money is going to be, let's just say absurd is the word I've heard a couple of times. So... I honestly, that made me wonder do you, if 
Dak's at forty million, right? So Patrick Mahomes is only at forty five. I thought it was gonna be a while before we seen somebody get to Mahomes level. He might have messed up by and in oh. a ten year deal. This gives Dak's contract is better than Patrick Mahomes' contract. This no. gives yeah, Oh, I would agree. And Deshaun is forty Deshaun Watson's forty two million a year. So Dak is the third highest paid quarterback yearly in the league. Um, Will had the highest payout though over both of those guys within the first two years, money wise, with him making seventy five million this year alone. Yeah. So yeah, pretty crazy when you put it in those terms. As this is is uh, what have you done for me lately, league? Um, Dak coming off an injury, and then an eight and eight season the year before. Uh, but Dallas is and should be. Uh, taking over the NFC East this year and the next couple. So, uh, no problem me, with this that. Is, me, this also makes me wonder what guys, the next three guys that are coming to the table, you would assume, and that Josh Allen, Lamar, and, and Baker. Baker Mayfield, if we'll see any of them over Dak and maybe even over Patrick Mahomes, depending if they wait next off so reports today from baltimore are they are working on a contract with lamar and expect that to be done this offseason so we will find that out i think all three teams would be smart to make get that deal done now so uh but yeah with that deck deal if you're baker lamar and josh you're very happy not saying you get that but it definitely gives you leverage to at least get more than what was previously on the table cool you're live i think uh yeah so we uh, got some noises sounded like you were sorry buffaloing with something i i bumped my mic on that but um in baker, baker mayfield's case specifically as that one is the one i care the most about i would think that probably pushed his number up to maybe if i'm baker mayfield i'm starting at 40 and i'd probably take 37 35 or i thought maybe 35 was the most beforehand we'll have to see what happens with this um but let's keep on moving. So we have free agency right around the corner. Um, that's going to be our focal point from here uh, for at least a little while. So this is not Storm and Cole's list. They are going to partake with me. But I came up with a list with the best player in every position. Um, they can disagree with me. Um, you can tell me in the chat um, if you want somebody else to talk about or how wrong I am. Uh, Storm will I think that also depends chat. It probably depends on the scheme they go to, too. I don't think there's a working well, best guy. I just kind of, you know. Uh, but if, so, quarterback, <laughs> so, quarterback I have is Jameis. The reason I did Jameis is because of age and arm talent. Uh, turnovers are an issue, but I'd still rather have Jameis than Mitch and Jacoby. Um, so, where do you see best fit for Jameis here, Cole? I think he should be the Saints starter. I mean, honestly, I think the Saints are bringing back. It's just the suspicion I have because he ain't retired yet. Storm saying no. <laughs> Best fit for Jameis, Storm. I mean, yeah, I think he's back in New Orleans. Uh, I think they brought him in for this reason. Uh, they're in a terrific cap situation. Um, hopefully they can work something out with him that's team-friendly or something. I can't see Drew Brees coming back. He looked terrible. Uh, Not only that, he gave up all his money to yeah. 
sure Drew Brees had a decent off like regular season last year, but he hasn't looked good in the playoffs in like three or four years. His arm quits. By like him. they have had some bad playoff time. Like they've had some bad things happen to them. Some no calls. Some some bad roles. They've been the most reps. unlucky teams for. But a Drew Brees didn't play good in any of those games. You can go back and look at the stats. He didn't win his team any of those games when a player you think with his caliber should. Um, I think it's time to move on from Drew. Uh, he had a great career, Hall of Famer, but we'll see it. So, uh, sign Jameis. Jameis, I agree. I think the best fit for him is New Orleans. New Orleans's cap situation, um, they can easily get outbidded for Jameis's service. Or if Sean Payton had him for the year and there were things he didn't see. If it's not New Orleans, I like New England uh, for Jameis. Um, and then I have, I also did more low key free agents that you can get for probably a bargain. And this might raise some eyebrows, but for quarterback, I have Nick Mullins. Um, I have liked what I saw in parts from the 49ers. I don't think he's ready to be that starter yet. Um, don't know if he ever will be, but I do like him getting on a roster and I do think he could be a good backup for cheat. Um, we ain't got to go fit because, like I said, I don't see him as a starter. Just who I put Marcus there. Mariota, man. He's on Watch a roster. Mariota. He's on a roster. If he gets traded, we're definitely talking about it, though. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, with his current numbers, the Raiders, uh, they're making a lot of moves. So uh, look out for him where he might end up. So, got to be clear enough to get pace for Deshaun Watson. So running back, I have penciled in here Aaron Jones. Green Bay is working on an extension with him. They didn't tag him. They're working on an extension. It is expected to be worked through um, before that tampering begins, and there's nothing they can do about it. Uh, but if that goes through, um, and it tampering seems like six it days from now, right? Next Monday 14th. at four o'clock. Yep. So they got some time to get with Aaron and get a deal done. So we're gonna go with Chris Carson as the best running back on the board. I like Chris Carson. Um, he's a nose. He's a, you know, put his head down and run you over kind of back, and I like it. Don't see it a lot. Best fit for Chris Carson. Cool. Being in Seattle. Store. Buffalo. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. I, uh, I like Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo being a team. I like Buffalo for him and Miami for Aaron Jones if Miami doesn't resign. Yeah, I like Buffalo for Chris Carson as well. I think his hard-nosed running is a good fit uh, for that offense. I think it'd be fun to see. Um, and then for the running back that I have, for you can get for cheap. I like him. He's only 25. He's coming off an ACL injury, and that is Marlon Mack. Um, I still think Marlon Mack is a good running back. Um, he's only 25. He's coming off an injury. He is projected to be ready, ready by training camp, as that was a week one injury. Um, so you'd be able to get him for cheap. And... Um, I'll tell you right now, I like him. I don't want to say I like him as the Eagles, but I can see him coming to the Eagles with the familiarity to be the backup. Um, but I think he'd be a really good fit um, in uh, New England to take over that James White role as James White is a free agent. Um, what do you think, Storm Merlin? Man? The Jets. Cool. <laughs> I like New England. That seems spicy to me. Uh, 
So we went on there for fullback. I did not do a low-key fullback. And I have fullback here because the best fullback in the NFL is an unrestricted free agent, and that's Kyle Juszczyk. Um, my fit for him is Cleveland. I know they got Andy Janovich, uh. but Andy Janovich can get cut for no dead money. Um, and you got a great fullback with receiving and hard-nosed running ability with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, not to mention he's a great lead blocker. That would just be fun to see and crazy to see. Uh Cool, best fit, Kyle Use. Uh, San Francisco. Store. Yeah, it's probably best. Uh, they're probably going to want to keep him in San Fran, I would assume, try to work things <laughs> out. But uh, there's only a handful of teams that would make good use of Kyle Use check, so we'll see what happens with that. But, I mean, not many options. Like, so, 25 would, teams won't even look at it. It would definitely be more dynamic in uh, Brown's offense than a lot of others besides there's only three teams yeah. that use fullbacks at least once a game, and that is Cleveland, Baltimore, and San Francisco. He's already played Baltimore in two has of those teams. the second teams. best fullback, too. Yeah, and he's already played for two of those teams, so let's make him go to the third. Now, <laughs> wi- wide receiver. Uh, best wide receiver I've had to change twice. Um, don't make this before Those's... the deadline. I started with Allen Robinson as the best wide out. He got tagged. So I was like, oh, Chris Godwin, he's younger. I think he can be he can be good at 24 years old. Then he got tagged. So then I put Kenny Galladay in there. Um, my argument for Kenny Galladay over Juju is Juju's more of a slot. Um, I don't like Juju. Uh, so Kenny Galladay, um, I have as the best wideout fit. Pretty much anybody that needs an X, I think Baltimore would be a really good fit for him. Uh, I don't know who Ooh. went. Uh, Storm. I don't like that. Going off last season's production, I think it might be Nelson Aguilar. But uh, that's the low key. Yeah, they, he might be the low key answer. <laughs> uh, I think Juju's gonna end up with a big market team. He probably ends up playing for the Jets next year. We'll see. His career's over. Um, Kenny Galladay. Hopefully, he can come back from injury. Uh, I was looking at some stats today. Like through his first, I think it's like forty-three games or something like that. His stats are almost identical to Calvin Johnson through his first 40-something games. Has never so, had below an 80 PFF game. Yeah, he's a, he's a great player when he's on the field. Oh. Um, they definitely took a hit at quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, they're going to let him walk, see what happens. They probably – For him, wide out for not getting – Good for him for not getting tagged, I think. Team fits, Thor. Helps him uh, for Galladay. Yep. I hate to say it, probably Baltimore. Yeah, that does. Uh, that sounded really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it fits the mold of what they need. They need a big body guy on the outside, and uh, he is exactly that. So cool fit. I'm I'm agree. I think Baltimore nailed that one. Three for three. That All right. was, yeah, that one was just too good. <laughs> so my low key one is not Nelson Aguilar. Um, I have a very hateful relationship with Nelson Aguilar. Um, my low key receiver is Curtis Samuel, 25 years old. Oh yeah. I feel like, uh, he's 25. He's unrestricted. He doesn't get a lot of love that he deserves. He's your do it all guy. He's a speed threat. My best fit for him is green Bay. Needing that deep guy can kind of do it all. Get you a smaller guy in there that can do it all. So cool. Curtis Samuel team fit. I heard, well, for one, I heard that, uh, Browns could have interest in, somebody that the radio people thought would make a into 11 million dollars a year 
which I don't know if that's necessarily low-key or not. I don't know even uh, if that's true with how many receivers there are. I would agree, but I would also agree that maybe if you found if you put him in the right scheme, he could be a low man or a lower Tyreek Hill. He's getting a little long-winded, a little bit. I would like to see him go somewhere with a good offensive mind, like uh, San Francisco. I don't know if they have the money, if they'd even be interested. But it just seems like teams that could use that kind of guy the best be San Francisco, Kansas City. Storm. Be the Rams. I'm going to go with the football team. Go back to the coach that drafted him, Ron Rivera. Uh, they just need more playmakers on that team. So, another guy that you can get to the ball to and uh, watch something happen. Yeah. Tag him up with uh, Terry McLaurin and see what happens. Gonna start speed. Like for him. Gonna start speeding through these now, guys, on crunch time here. I like Green Bay for him, too. Uh, Hunter Henry. Tight end. Um, I have him as a number one tight end, I think, for obvious reasons. We all know where he's going. It's, New uh, England. It's Hunter Henry. He's 26 years old. <laughs> um, they knit like New England. I'm going to say this team again. Uh, and I'm saying this team just because there have been a lot of talks with them and Zach Ertz. Uh, there's been some talks with them and some other tight ends on the market. And I'm going to say that's Green Bay. Um, Green Bay has been highly interested in Zach Ertz. Uh, why get? Why would you go for an older Zach Ertz if you get a Hunter Henry? Um, I know cheap reasons, but fit wise, be kind of swag. I think fit wise, you got Bob Tanyan, man. They ain't signing no tight right. end. Right. Um, they drafted Jake Sternberger Bob. two years ago. Yeah, Chase a lot of people have probably never heard his name, but he might be good. <laughs> it's one of the longest last names in the NFL. All right. Team fit. He's a good player. Storm. Hunter Henry. Oh, it's New England. Pictures all over Twitter today of uh, a picture of him and Bill with their arm around each other uh, yeah. after after they got whopped by the Patriots this past year. Um, yeah, he's going That's to New Bill. England. That's their big need. Kyle Pitts is going to be long gone by the time they ever see him on the draft board. Uh, anyone who's thinking that. So they'll take Hunter Henry. Cool. Team fit. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I like it. Put him in there with Trevs. I like it. Uh, my low-key tight end is Juno Smith. For those that don't know him, he is 26. He was Janu? Yeah, same you say thing. Juno? Same thing. He did say Juno's a great movie. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> Why do people like that? Uh, that girl's a dude now. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ellen Page. We love you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, John, no News, John News Smith, uh, tight, end, <laughs> tight end for Tennessee. He's 26 years old. Um, I think he could be a good player here. Um, probably get a good price tag with other guys like Hunter Henry, Gerald Everett, and them guys on the market. Uh, team fit for him is actually Jacksonville for me. Um, I think uh, Jacksonville could use a tight end other than Tyler Eifert, and I think he's a good one. Going back to Tennessee. Storm? Um, needs a tight end. Uh, probably be good for the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals have been in talks for a tight end. Uh, guy who can space out the field a little bit. Say Arizona. Maybe, maybe the Chargers get a I cheaper. was just going to say maybe the Chargers. Yeah. Maybe they lose Hunter and they go for 
That that could be a possibility. Jared oh. Cook's out there yeah, as well. True. He got cut. Uh, offensive tackle is an easy one. It's Trent Williams, highest graded PFF. He is 33 years old, so you're looking at him for a one year. Um, this one is whoever really needs a left tackle and wants to compete, um, which is a lot of teams. I'm going to say I like uh, Tampa Bay here for Trent Williams. He wants to go get a ring. Um, shares up the offensive line uh, with uh, Will, 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 Will. Yeah. They're rookies. They're rookie on the There's right side. Worfs, yeah. on the left. Worfs might be might have been the best right tackle in football last year as a rookie. Very could have been. Very well. And they just gave that left tackle some money, I think. So I don't know about that. Screw. I think he's going that. back to San Fran. A lot of pass rushers in that division now with JJ Watt coming in. Uh, obviously they're going to try to keep him if they can, but we'll see what happens with him. He says he said I ain't going against JJ Watt and Aaron Darnold while I'm out. Going to the Chargers. Need some offensive line help. Uh, that is true. Low key off the tackle. Um, there's not many of them. I went with Julian Davenport. He is a uh, big boy. Uh, he played for Miami. He's 25 years old. He's like 6'12, uh, 700 pounds. <laughs> um, he's a, he's the Statue of Liberty out there. Um, I think he needs to go to a team with a good offensive line coach to develop. Uh, that being said, Philly has done a good job developing offensive line, and Baltimore has done a good job developing offensive line. With Stanley coming off that injury and how well they can develop their offensive line, I think he'd be a good fit in Baltimore. Cool. To mention the fact, I mean, if they could slide over to right tackle, there's uh, uh, there's a hole there. Randall Brown Jr. wants to be traded. Right. Play left tackle. Wants who could blame him? Money. Who could blame him? <laughs> right. You can't. Uh, Storm, any thought on Davenport? Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh maybe. They're looking for tackle yeah. help. Uh, especially someone who they could maybe get on a deal. Like, they're not in the best cap situation, so they're not going to be looking for a big name. So, they see upside in him. I could definitely see him ended up in Pittsburgh. Offensive guard is an easy one. That's show Tooney. Tooney. Um, 28 years old, offensive guard. New England tagged him last year, not tagging him this year. He is walking. And I think uh, Urban will try to get him to go to Jacksonville, protect uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, reassure that offensive line, and I like him going to Jacksonville. With Andrew Norwell the also Jets. being a free agent. But he's going to throw somebody a bag. Maybe the Jets. They just got a lot of Storm? Um, I like Jacksonville. Um they're an easy cop out for any of these answers for the most part because of how much money they have. And, uh, I don't know. I, I know a lot of the inner divisional, uh, stuff happens like somebody gets cut or not resigned and they go to a division rival, but going from new England to the jets just sounds depressing to me. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd pick Jacksonville if I were him, uh, no state tax, go down there and, uh, maybe have a shot at winning your division. Uh, Worst of first for Jacksonville. Here we go. A low key off bought it. Low key off the guard I picked was Forrest Lamp. Um, if you guys don't know him, he was a guard. Me Forrest Lamp. Um, he is a guard for the Chargers. Pretty good one. He's only 26 years old. He's kind of low key. Not a lot of people know his name. Um, I like him going to Arizona as they got JJ. They want to go all in. That off the line was terrible. I think he is a cheaper option for them to go with. I like him. 
career, though. Not a western, the Western Kentucky graduate, and yeah, I, I, I would like her. Block for Kyler Murray sounds like a good idea. I mean, there's quite a few teams. Arizona, Minnesota, maybe. Uh, they're looking for interior it's offensive good line help. Uh, so I could see one of those two teams. Um, definitely with the, the lower-end names like Forrest Lamp and the other guy we were talking about. Uh, Noro. No, the guy, the the tackle that I Julian said might go Davenport. to Pittsburgh. Yeah, like the lower-named guys. Um, those are going to be harder to guess, obviously. Like who likes them the most and is willing to give them the most money is probably where they're going to end up playing. So, uh, Arizona or Minnesota, probably one of them two would be my front runners, I think. So, moving to center, Corey Lindsley is probably the best center free agent this year. And I'm going to say he goes to the uh, Chargers with uh, Mike Pouncey retiring um, and they them wanting to protect Justin Herbert. I like Corey Lindsley to L.A. You could make an argument he was the best center in the game. I think the Packers get that done. I would be much more wanting to get that deal done than that deal done than Aaron Jones if I was the Packers. Especially with uh, Boxiari coming off the injury and stuff like that. Like, you don't want to be shuffling a whole bunch of stuff around. Um, I think uh, Green Bay will definitely want him back. I think Dallas might be interested. Uh, in his services, they had a revolving door at center uh, playing Looney, that veteran. Uh, he's not great. And then they had Tyler Bidash that they drafted in the fourth round. He played okay for them, but uh, the line in Dallas has definitely had its struggles. So depending on how much money he's on the open market for, I can so see Dallas that, making a push for him. Dallas is nice because I think my low-key center will go to Dallas, and that's Nick Martin. Going to get the Martin, Martin brothers playing side-by-side. Side. Um, Nick Martin, he was the center for Houston. Hasn't played necessarily great. Hasn't been bad. It's been okay. He's okay. But I think his brother, Zach, might be able to push him to be elite because uh, they'll be playing side-by-side, side and you don't make your brother look bad. So uh, I like Nick. I like that. I, I like Nick going to Dallas, and you're getting the Martins playing side-by-side. Side. Okay. I would be a fan of that. That sounds like a good fit to me. I don't wouldn't be a fan that. of it, but I like the fit. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't. Off the top of my head, I don't really know how many teams are going to be in the market for a center. Um, I know Dallas will definitely be interested. So maybe Green Bay be uh, interested if uh, Corey Lindsley. Yeah, I mean, if they down. lose their guy, maybe they try to bring in someone cheaper to replace. Um, I feel like you could yeah, say that for every answer. Cool, that's a cop out. Oh, this guy leaves. This the number one position. I don't know that team. This reserves going to that guy. I don't hey. know if you've noticed, but I've basically agreed with you on the last few. So yeah, I know. I just think, especially the low key ones. Funny. I'm like, yeah, sure, let them go there. So defense tackle. Defense tackle. I have Dalvin Thomas. Tomlinson. He's 27. He was the Giants' defense tackle. Graded very well. PFF. Um, they project him to get a lot of money on the open market. Um, the Eagles played him twice. I, I didn't really see him do anything against Philly. That might be because the Eagles got Jason Kelsey. He usually does a pretty he good job. He was playing job. nose for them, was he not? Yeah, because um, yeah, they have Dexter Lawrence and Leonard right. Williams. Uh, Kelsey usually does a pretty good job protecting. So maybe that's why I haven't really heard of him. But 
Um, a good fit for them would probably be a uh, – I, I like uh, the Jets, Robert Sala being that defensive guy. You got Quentin Williams, maybe put Dalvin Thompson next to Quentin Williams, sharing up that defense a little more with Robert Sala there. Keeping him in New York, huh? Kind of like uh, – And even got to move. Kind of like Pittsburgh. I don't. I know Pittsburgh doesn't really have the money to do anything, but I think they missed something toward the end with uh, Von Hargrave uh, leaving. Pretty sure Tyson Alualu uh, either prime. that and I, for some reason I think he retired. I think I remember seeing that. I might. I could be very wrong on that one. I don't. But, know uh, I think he's situation. he's definitely an up or Tomlinson would definitely be an upgrade. I could definitely see him ending up in Jacksonville. Um, they're going to be running that 3-4. Uh, throw him up front. Um, I know they drafted Davon Hamilton, Ohio State kid. Uh, I'm sure uh, he was probably recruited by Urban, so we'll see how much he likes him or whatever. But uh, they definitely need help up front down there. They have a lot of money. Uh, he graded out really well last year, so okay. I could see him fetching a bag. Can you go watch TV? Maybe going down there and playing for them, or um, even okay. possibly uh, Tampa Bay, depending on the Indominus Sioux situation. Okay. I said the Steelers. Oh, you're right. All right, so my low key defensive tackle um, probably isn't low key on this show, but I don't know if a lot of other people know his name. Larry. Larry Ogunjobi. Um, I he hasn't graded well on PFF, but I've watched quite a bit Browns games, and it seems like he was always in the right place making plays. So I don't necessarily understand his poor grade, um, very much. Not much of a pass rusher. No, not really. He's just more, a run stuffer. Yeah. Um, I don't really. He's not a nose tackle. He needs to be in a four-three. I think he needs. He's not. I would agree. He's not that guy. Not a lot of teams run the 4-3 anymore. So I kind of like him staying put in Cleveland. Don't know if Cleveland would do that. Um, Philly doesn't have a lot of cap space, but they let Malik Jackson go. Philly usually likes to run a three. He used to tackle rotation with Cox and Javon Hargrave. Maybe adding Ogunjobi in the mix would be a play. Not quite sure, but I I, I think he stays in Cleveland. I've seen rumors of the Raiders, but... Uh, other than that, I don't really have any basis to go off of. We'd like to have Ogunjobi back in Cleveland, depending on the price. So we'll see what happens, what he might fetch on the open market. Um, yeah, I, I would tend to agree, as I would like him back. Uh, more continuity you have is better. He's um, like really good friends with Miles Garrett, so. Yeah. Um, Barry's good. I, I like Fribley said. I don't see him getting blown off the block, and it's not like he makes plays, but he doesn't get blown up. It's kind of there. Not explosive, but very consistent. I would say. Yeah. Very I think he good. makes a lot of room for like Sheldon Richardson probably to make a lot of plays. Maybe. He, I GFFs, think he just uh, does his job. You know, her take that yeah. blocker out of the play. He takes his – he just does his job. He doesn't wow anybody. He's just a guy that goes in there and does his job. I'd like to have him back. Um, so, Edge um, – Edge was very hard for me to pick a top one with how many Edge guys You talk about are. ten of them. Yeah. 
Um, but I made a call and I went with Shaq. Um, and I went with Shaq because the age, his really good year, not last year. He started a good year last year, but he had that breakout year the year before. Um, he was the one that Tampa Bay had to let go uh, with the money and then bring him back Levante and Godwin. Um, he can go a lot of places. Um, but I would expect him to get a bag, and the two teams can offer him the biggest bag are the Jets and Jacksonville. I think the Jags go really hard, but I think the big market pulls him in, and he goes to – he leaves Florida and goes to New York. Plays for the Jets. You cut out a little bit at the end. Oh, sorry. Um, I said I expect him to leave Florida, though. I think Jacksonville and the Jets could both throw him a bag. I expect him to leave Florida, though, and go to the bigger market and play for the Jets. Denver. So for Von Miller's spot. Goes back to Denver, huh? Sat yeah. behind Vaughn. They let him walk. He comes back to take his rightful spot. Yeah. I like that. I like Tennessee, too. Um, yeah. They're going to be – they're looking for an opposite edge to uh, Harold Landry. Um, the Jadavian Clowney project didn't go as expected with his injuries and whatnot. And they were willing to offer J.J. Watt a good amount of money, they say, so – I think that'd be a good fit for him in Tennessee. So uh, my low-key edge is Carl Lawson. For those Ooh. that don't, huh? Salut. Ooh. Ooh. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. So uh, for those that <laughs> don't know, he is a Cincinnati Bengal. He's been there. He's 26 years old. His wingspan makes him 20 inches, 20 feet tall. Um, <laughs> giant wingspan, uh, and I think the Giants will snatch him up. They've been looking for that other edge guy for a while. I think they tagged didn't tag tag Leonard Williams. Leonard yes, Williams. Yes, they did. They tagged. tagged Leonard. That yeah. was somebody we didn't talk about. I apologize. I uh, just thought about that. But Leonard Williams is coming back. I expect um, they're going to go more in on that. Had a career year. And uh, mm -hmm. pair Carl Lawson next to him in New York for the Giants. He Carl Lawson is somebody that the local radio shows here in Cleveland love. Apparently, he's got, like, 1.9 get-off-the-ball time or something. Like, one of the fastest from snap to start rushing. Um, his pressures was really high. His, everything was really high, except for he only had 5.5 sacks. Like, it seems like he's a gem that you might be able to get for cheap. Especially selfishly here. I think I'm on the other side of Miles Garrett. He'd be one-on-one -on -one all game. That is true. Uh, yeah, he could end up in a lot of different spots. Um, I'm not sure about staying in the division. Um, I'm sure Cincinnati would probably like to have him back if he isn't offered a load of money, but he'd probably be offered a load of money just because he's an edge and they're a premium position. So uh, I could say Cincinnati's got to have a lot of right? It comes with the territory uh, of not having a lot of good players. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the Giants train for him, though. Uh, they're definitely going to be looking for edge help for the G-men. Um, that seems like a good fit for him, in my opinion. Um, so. so, moving on to linebackers. Um, this one was really tough because there just aren't a lot of uh, true linebackers um, nowadays. Especially after Levante Davis. Right. Um, have been the easy it was one. obviously written in for me, and then he gets signed, so it makes my job harder. Um, but I went with uh, Matt Milano. <laughs> um, 
I went with him because every news article has him ranked high. Nope. He played good for Buffalo, I suppose. PFF says he did not play good for Buffalo. He is tw- <laughs> <laughs> he's 27 years old. He's a linebacker. Um, two teams that come to mind that really need a linebacker are the Eagles and the Browns. I don't want to see him go to the Eagles because I don't really know the guy. So he would be a great fit for Cleveland when he's a linebacker. Green Bay. Cool. Um, I, I mean, I think he should stay in Buffalo. If they offer any, if he gets close to something, Buffalo that he's going to get on the open market, you should just stay. Especially uh, on a team that's going to continue. So my low key linebacker is Laquan McMillan. Um, twenty six years old, played for Miami, kind of overcrowded Miami. Uh, the ended up on the Raiders, had a quiet good year for the Raiders, graded good on PFF, played every snap, had a good, pretty good year. Um, I would really like him to end up with the Eagles. I think he'd be a good fit. He's good at pass coverage. He's good at run defense. He had a pretty good pass rush grade as well. Philly has no good linebackers on the roster, so I think he'd be a great fit. Let him go to Philly. I think I don't think the Browns are as interested. Maybe, maybe I could be wrong in the linebackers on the high end, outside of Levante David, uh, which has stayed a multiple times. Option anymore. Um, it's a low key guy in Kevin Pierre Lewis who had a higher pass coverage grade than Levante David. So I think that fits more the Browns' speed as they're going to look for linebackers to play. Uh, they're going to look to get it done by committee, having Kevin Pierre play pass downs, Taki Taki, and Mac Wilson. Hopefully, they can develop and they're good run on the play already. Storm? Jacksonville for Raekwon McMillan. Meet up with Urban Meyer. Go back. Play they need coach. a guy on the inside to be along with Joe Schobert. Um, played pretty well. He'll probably get a. A decent little contract. You don't think Miles crazy. Jack is that other inside guy? Um, they've been playing him on the outside the last two seasons. Um, not saying that he can't play the inside, but he's been more so like the will playing off the ball for them. So, uh, I don't know. You can always use more help. You can move guys around or whatever. But uh, I I couldn't name you another linebacker for Jacksonville other than Schobert and Miles Jack. So they need someone. Raquan McGood. So, uh, number one cornerback, um, Shaquille Griffin. He is a the cornerback for Seattle, 26 years old. He's been their number one corner the last couple of years. Um, I think he is a good fit uh, for a bunch of teams that need a corner. I like him going to New England uh, with the Stephon Gilmore potentially. Even 49ers are a good fit. So, I'm going to ch- I'm gonna say the 49ers. I like him going to the 49ers. I don't know exactly if they have the money, but with Richard Sherman leaving, Jason Barrett a free agent, they took both their corners being gone, corners they need. Maybe they get something worked out and get Shaquille Griffin. Replaces Pat P. And... That, I, I mean, those were the two teams that came to my mind with San Fran and Arizona. Uh, sucks for Seattle if he goes to one of those two and you got to play against them twice a year. But, uh... It is what it is. They both need corner help, so they both. I think Cleveland could also have a lot of interest. In 
I could see that. Um, he's kind of an interesting player. Like, we all know he's in the prime of his career. He's a quality guy, but he's not, like, a big-time game-changer. So I wouldn't be, like, super excited if Cleveland pursued him. Uh, he'll probably go for a pretty penny. So we'll see what's up. San Fran or Arizona both sound like good spots for him. So like New England, you mentioned so my low-key corner, um, so listen, I've liked this guy since pre-draft. The Eagles drafted him, let him go. Went to Jacksonville. Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones. He went to Jacksonville. He played good for Jacksonville. It's not. He had three picks and one forced fumble and 300 snaps. He had a great pass coverage grade. Um, he had a good year. Um, I just think the Eagles kind of expected him to come back from that Achilles too fast and then learn the NFL system right away. And then there was overcrowding of young corners in Philly. So he got the boot, went to Jacksonville, played good there. Um, I think Jacksonville could try to bring him back and keep trying to grow besides C.J. Henderson. But I like him in uh, Cleveland. I would like Cleveland to uh, sign him. Uh, maybe try to see if he can play that nickel that's needed. Um, maybe uh, he can go to that well, outside. That. Maybe if he can go to the outside if Greedy doesn't pan well. But I think he can go to Cleveland and be a very good nickel, um, if not play the outside. He's only 25 years old. You get him, you probably get him for the cheap, too. Definitely think he'd be good insurance for us. I think the Raiders would be a solid spot for him. Uh, they need corner help. Damon Arnett, we don't know how <laughs> that pick is going to pan out for them. Uh, it's quite a reach. Uh Marcus Joyner did not play well for them. He doesn't play corner. He got uh, cut. They tried to move. Yeah, right? I know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he got cut. They He didn't play for them nearly as well as he had played for the Rams. So they are looking for a guy in the nickel, as well as uh, Dallas, I think, might be interested in him. They might lose Jordan that Lewis and Shadobia so Um So they're looking for DB help as well. So somebody not as expensive as like Shaq Griffin. Are you cool with just saying he'd be good insurance for Cleveland, or you want to go more into that cool? Okay. Um. So safety is the only position I couldn't narrow down. So I have two safeties. They are they do play different safeties. One's a free, one's a strong. Both are got hurt last year both have some injuries problems 125 126 and that is Malik Hooker and Kenu Neal I did 1A 1B I think both could be very good if they can stay on the field um, Malik Hooker I think would be a very good fit in Philly with a f familiarity with uh, that coaching staff I don't think Philly necessarily will have the money for him um, so I would like him wouldn't like him but i think he'd be a good fit in arizona as arizona looks like they're going to try to go all in and compete in the division uh, with them getting matt stafford you could use a deep safety with buddha baker and isaiah simmons seems to be more comfortable in that linebacker rule so i like malik hooker to uh arizona canoe neal um as a box safety um and he kind of kind of reminds me of a bill belichick guy and i would i think he'd be a good fit in new england Malik Hooker, uh, Malik Hooker uh, could be good on a lot of teams. Um, he's a great deep safety protection guy. Um, 
I could see a lot of different landing spots for him. In terms of Keanu Neal, though, I know I've said this a lot, but uh, I think Dallas would be a good fit for him. Um, he play he played the Cam Chancellor role for Dan Quinn on that defense, and uh, with Dallas having the lowest paid DB room in the NFL. Uh, they could expend a little bit of money and try to bring him in. He has a lot of upside. Uh, he's a boomer. He likes to hit. You always like to see that out of your safety. So uh, I like that for him. Malik Hooker, I'm not so sure about. Uh, a lot of options for Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker, see, okay, first off, he is one of the best college players I've ever seen. Number two, he's been hurt so much in his pro career, and it's kind of sad to see. I think he'll play for Urban. Oh, I think I think he'd be great trying to recreate what uh, Seattle had with Earl Thomas. If he could stay on the field, that would be something. And I think I think you're gonna get these guys at relatively cheap, maybe for a one-year prove-it deal, as. I think Keanu Neal would no doubt still be on the Falcons if he could stay on the field. Yeah. Yep. He has a lot of upside. I mean, Malik Hooker, too. They're both a lot of talent. Just uh, first-rounders. Injury-prone is not great in the NFL. So, so uh, low-key safety have as Xavier Woods. Um, he's a... He's an unrestricted free agent. He's from played for Dallas. Um, he's 25 years old. He has had some ups and downs, um, but I do think if he gets in the right system and with the team that does have a defense, um, he could be a good fit. Um, I would like. Uh, I think Green Bay would be a really good fit with fit for him with uh, with how they got set up. Um, I think. Uh, I did have I did like the Saints, but they uh, tagged uh, Marcus Williams, so we're good with that for Xavier Woods. I think Xavier Woods is uh, bad. Um, <laughs> it's kind of slow for a secondary player for my liking. Um, I don't care where Xavier Woods plays. <laughs> um. Hey, I'm dumbfounded that you didn't say Anthony Harris for the best safety, as he is probably going to be the highest paid one this from Minnesota. This isn't really just best. It's kind of like it has age in play, too. So, like, Von Miller wasn't my best edge because of injury and age. Anthony Harris is 30, so. Either way, if. He's old. But if he leaves Minnesota, I would think, again, who's it? Going back to the, oh, this guy would be good if this guy leaves. I was uh, seeing Harrison Smith might be available. He's old, too. Both yeah, of them that is true, draft on my fantasy draft, I'm at it. Game changers. They'll go to play people with a lot of money, like the Jets or Jacksonville. And Jets and Jacksonville are the safe answer for all of these. Well, they're going to sign. They have the money to sign. Five, them. six guys yeah. apiece. Right. So it's like. They're, I um, mean, blow there's going to be some big money, splashes man. here. So, I did kicker and punter. I have no freaking reserve kicker or punter. I just did best available. Huh? Kicker is Matt Prater because it's Matt freaking Prater. Oh, dude, Dan Bailey got cut today. Oh, yeah, he's because uh, he's trash. Um, wow. 
Man. I mean, he was the second most accurate. He was great. He was yeah, once upon a time, but probably not anymore. Justin uh, Kicker started Justin missing Tucker. some kick. Yeah. Matt, right. Matt Prater, I just saw a video with him competing against a robot leg, kicking some 60s like it was no big deal. Um, and with Dan Bailey being cut, uh, he could end up in Minnesota very easily as they need a kicker. Uh, punter, we're just packaging these guys. Punter, I have is Matt Heck. Um, he's a good young young punter out there, 26 years old. I like him. Philly needs a punter. Yeah. Philly's going to be punting the ball a lot this year. Um, so, Matt Heck should come to Philly. All right. You guys want to talk on kicker or punter or no? Because it's kicker or punter. No. All right. Cole, you good? Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind having Matt Prater. Just don't trust Cody Parkey, man. Cleveland's going to sign Young Ho Don't even worry about it. Could be in a hater, Dude, Prater has Could the be... record for the longest field goal in it. So. Because he, he played in Denver with that thin ass air. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. So, uh, we went over again, um, trying to get these shows on the Spotify and our podcast, but we keep making them a little longer, so I got to figure out where to cut parts out of. Um, we're trying to keep them to 45 minutes. Maybe Thursday we'll hit that goal. Uh, it's hard to get cold. to not talk about the Browns. Um, we're trying to get... Put it up into a two-parter, dude. <laughs> we're trying to get better. Uh, so, we're talking to you on Thursday. We're going to go more into free agency. Uh, what... Uh, going through the team saying what they need um, team-wise and um, things like that and who they let go in free agency. Um, so that'll be Thursday, 7-15. So we'll see you in two days. Uh, have a good couple days, and thanks for watching. I'm your host, Brandon Frigley. Join me, Storm. Lifelong camp. No camp. Cool. Hopefully have a camp. We love you. We'll see you. Day.